Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Highly Functional. This is Brianne Shellman, and I am joined today by Dr. Robert Floyd. Robert and I had an incredible discussion all around gut health, specifically focused on how the foods you put in your body impact how you feel, how you perform, and how you heal. Whether you are an athlete, a clinician, or a coach, I think you'll find this conversation highly valuable. So let's tune in. Robert, thank you for joining me today. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. Uh, totally blessed to be here. Thanks for having me. It's really an honor. It's a nice honor. It's been a, we've been chatting back and forth for what, six, seven, eight months now on our program. So it's great to be here and I like what you're doing. I think what you're doing is making a big difference. So, well, thank you. And I'm excited to talk to you. Um, yeah, we've been talking just kind of here and there for a while. And, and I love what you're doing. I love your message. And I think you can bring a lot of value to, to the audience. Um, but before we dive into that, the first and most important question, who are you? Uh, I am uh, Robert Floyd, uh, MD. I'm a double board certified doc. Uh, I had a very long circuitous route to get to where I'm at right now. Um, you know, I went back to med school at a very, very late age. Uh, I, I had, I was an athlete all my life. Uh, you know, I grew up as a child playing, you know, stick and ball sports, mostly baseball. And then, uh, <clears throat> did a little wrestling, but then I got into rock climbing when I moved out of, uh, out to Colorado. And then I was a, a climbing guide and a ski patroller and a skier and a mountain biker and a mountain bike racer. And so sports has always been a big fan of a uh, big part of my life. And, um, you know, because of that, living in Boulder, Colorado, uh, I kind of learned uh, a little bit about like alternative medicine, you know, acupuncture, um, shiatsu, um, you know, herbal medicine and things like that. And kind of opened my eyes up to something new. And so um, I've always kind of been an outside the box thinker. And, you know, like I, I had a podcast yesterday and interview and, uh, you know, I, I told him I was always one of those little kids when mom and dad would tell me to do something i'd say why 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 so i always kind of like i'm questioning you know the pragmatic dogmatic approach and and thinking there's always something better to do so i ended up going to um medical school much much later in life i went back at like 32 i think uh which is kind of unheard of uh, i went to med school in the caribbean uh, which was fun but it was still med school i ended up working studying uh about 80 hours a week. And I did that for about 10 years uh, because that's just what it takes. Right. And it's not easy. And, um, you know, my health took a, took a, a nosedive uh, during that time. I, one day I like maybe I was maybe eight months in and I looked down, I, was, I remember vividly, I was sitting in a, a biochemistry. I looked down and I saw a belly. I was like, what the, Oh my God, what is this? Because before I left for med school, I was living in, uh, hold on one second. I was living in Jackson Hole. I was, you know, skiing 100 days a year, uh, backcountry skiing. I was dirt biking, mountain biking all the time, building trails, you know, and so on and so forth. So I was, you know, I was ripped. I was skinny. I was fit. I was strong. And then when I went to med school, it all changed. And so... Um, you know, I went to medical school to become an orthopedic surgeon because I like that aspect of medicine. You know, if someone's broke, you fix it. Done. Right. And I always used to laugh and joke about, 
um, you know, Ooh, family medicine. Oh, what a waste of time that is. And then I ended up in family medicine. Uh, I did two years of trauma surgery down in Las Vegas as a resident there. Uh, and then, um, didn't match into another program. So I ended up luckily and, you know, uh, really luckily I ended up at UNR family medicine program, which is awesome. It's a, it's an amazing program, uh, props out to UNR family medicine. Anybody thinking about a family medicine residency, definitely put that on your radar. It's a great program. And, uh, so then I started working, uh, at the end of that residency as an ER physician, uh, in rural ERs, cause you can moonlight towards the end of your residency and it's extra money, good extra experience. And I was really good at it because of my trauma surgery background, right? I, I could do all the stuff I needed to do in the ER with all the gory stuff and save lives more so than just your typical internal medicine or family medicine doctor. I had all this extra training. And so um, I worked as a hospitalist um, here in Reno for 15, 16 months, and also as an ER doc in rural, rural Nevada. And then I quit the hospital job and just, I went straight ER for six years, seven years, almost as the medical director of an ER out there. And then, uh, I, uh, I got tired of doing that lifestyle, you know, being away from my wife all the time, being away from home, you know, multiple days in a row for the shift work. And, uh, so I came back and somehow, luckily I came across uh, functional medicine and it fit me perfectly because I'm always, you know, again, why, why, why? And that's what functional medicine is all about. It's about root cause of, you know, hey, you're sick. Okay, why? Well, you know, Western medicine today is like diagnose and treat, diagnose and treat, diagnose and treat. And just a little side note, most medical schools these days are funded by big pharma. So it fits perfectly with them, diagnose and treat, treat with what? Pills, right? And I'm like, this is bull crap. So, um, you know, um, it just, it, it's just, it doesn't resonate with me. Uh, resonate. Yes. That's right. Correct word. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Anyway. So it just, it just doesn't, it doesn't mesh with me. Right. And so, um, you know, functional medicine is root cause medicine. It's like, okay, you have high blood pressure. Well, let's figure out why you have high blood pressure. You know, Western medicine is if, if you have high blood pressure, I say, here, take these pills. You no longer have high blood pressure. That, that's a lie. Uh, you still have high blood pressure. We're just putting a bandaid on it. So it lowers it down. The, the dysfunction, the metabolic dysfunction going on inside you is still going on inside you, but we're masking your high blood pressure. And um, so again, uh, like I said, I'm double board certified in family medicine uh, and uh, functional medicine uh, through the Institute for Functional Medicine, which uh, I, I think it's an it's a amazing um group of doctors uh, and uh it really opened my eyes to a whole new realm and and so because of this is here i am today i'm sitting in this chair talking to you very cool and then I, I always love getting people on who learned the traditional way and maybe did the traditional way for a period of time because like it's one thing to just be in the functional medicine world and not do anything else, but having that transition from one to the other, I think is really eye-opening for people. Cause like you understand that other side of things, but you also, you found like there's a better way to do things. So, um, super excited about that with you. Um, so let's go here. Like you and I were, you do a lot with nutrition, gut health, all of that. So let's dive into that a little bit. Like on a just kind of entry basic, basic level, why is gut health 
and the things we put into our body, the things we've eaten, drink, so important to the way our body functions. Well, you know, it's, it's been said that Hippocrates said all, um, all disease begins in the gut. I'm not sure if he actually said that there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of doubt about if he actually said that, but, you know, I mean, think about, you know, eating is something we do three times a day, every single day of our life, you know, at least, you know, <clears throat> unless of course you are fasting, uh, which is, I highly recommend, <laughs> um, and so, you know, our, our gut is, our gut is, it's, it's brilliant. I'll start off with, I think the human body is absolutely genius, right? It's, it's, it's spectacular. It's designed with a whole bunch of redundant systems to optimize our health and keep us at a homeostasis, meaning at a good, even level. And, you know, if you, if you screw that up, you know, once or twice, your body can overcome that. But if you screw it up three times a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for 40 years, your body could just ends up saying, Oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. I've had it. I can't deal with this anymore. And so, you know, that's why um, I think gut health is so important. I mean, it it, it makes sense. If you even just think about what I just said, it makes sense. Like what you eat matters. Right. And, you know, functional medicine is, you know, one of their mantras is food first, right. Instead of medication or, you know, even supplements can be considered food. Supplements are considered medical food in many aspects. Um, you know, <clears throat> and I liked what you said about how, like, you like to talk to people about they've been trained in a tradition, but then they go outside and, and then come back in and do a full, full circle, come back in and help in a different way. And it sounds like that's what you're doing with your program as well. Would that be correct? Yes, that'd be accurate. Awesome. And so it's funny because like, you know, I, I also, I do functional medicine and slash integrative medicine. And, you know, a lot of the Western docs are like, oh yeah, that's a bunch of woo woo crap, but you know, it's really not. And in fact, you know, they, they call it alternative medicine. Well, to be quite honest with you, plant-based medicine and food-based medicine has been around since we were before we were cave people. Okay. And, and what is going on today is alternative medicine. You know, pharmaceutical companies have only been around for uh, less than a hundred years, right? So, you know, alternative medicine, which is basically pharmaceutical medicine, is alternative medicine, and it's terrible. And so, like, I I learned like by going through it and seeing it, and um, that th- there's a better way. And it just learning, you know, I. I I'm not any super much more in tune to my body than anyone else. Um, I just kind of pay attention and I'm able to pay attention, but I noticed that when I eat like crap, I feel like crap. I mean, right. I mean, I would think, I would hope that everybody could say the same, right. But I don't think they do, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, you know, the gut health again is so important because I'm circuitous. I'm back to the gut is that, you know, it's, it, it, it acts as a, it's a, a border, right? And it lets the good in the nutrients that you need, and it keeps the bad out. And then it helps detox by pooping the bad stuff out again, right? So, you know, gut health is vitally important because it has to do with, you know, all of the systems in your body. I mean, obviously we eat, why do we eat so that we can new, uh, provide new nutrients to our body, our body then has to assimilate those nutrients and make good, healthy proteins, you know, good, different 
uh, chemical neurotransmitters. It has to change, make fatty acids and so on and so forth. And so it, it's kind of like a, a factory, right? You're, you got to think of your body as a factory, right? So if let's say you're building, um, you know, widget A and it takes all these parts and it's a top-notch widget. Well, all of a sudden the supplier is sending you lower quality supplies that widget quality is going to go down because you're using lower quality supplies. And that's kind of exactly where we are today with our uh, standard American diet. You know, the, our food supply is absolute garbage. And, you know, I use this term and I don't use it jokingly It's poison. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, it's uh, when you are trying to be healthy and trying to exercise Oh man, my wife left a gate open. I think our chickens are going to get out. <laughs> um, <Close it. laughs> I don't know where she is. She might be out riding a horse, but you know, um, anyway, so that's why I think the gut health is so important. I mean, it's involved in everything we do. Mm -hmm. So it's involved in nutrient intake and detoxification, uh, exfiltration or whatever and filtration. So, Yeah. And, you know, when you mentioned, you know, the, a lot of the foods we eat are poison. Um, yeah, it's really interesting because I've worked with a number of people in the past and obviously I work with people who have been injured or are injured and dealing with stuff. And it's like, they just can't quite break past that injury cycle, even though they're doing all the right things from a rehab aspect. And so I start looking at what they're eating and yeah, it's a lot of processed foods. It's a lot of the standard American diet stuff. And we eliminate that stuff. And like within a week that pain goes away. And it's just so fascinating that how quickly getting those processed foods, chemicals, all the stuff out of your system just makes you feel so much better. Absolutely. 100%. Okay, cool. She's going out to close the gate. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, um, yeah, actually, like, like we were just talking about right before uh, we went recording, um, you know, I went to Florida and, you know, my wife and I ate dessert with key lime pie. That's what you eat in Florida, right? Had dessert a couple nights in a row, you know, and uh, probably had a little bit too much, you know, wheat products. And I came back, I felt like garbage for a week afterwards. My joints hurt, my bones hurt. Uh, I, my exercise tolerance was decreased and it was terrible, you know? And so, you know, food does matter what you put in your face matters. And, and unfortunately, uh, our society is being, we, as American humans are being driven to the slaughterhouse of chronic disease and early death by big food, big pharma, the health insurance industry, and even the healthcare industry. They don't, none of them care about you. They don't care about me. They don't care about your children. They don't care about your, your family. All they care about is profits. And it's really, really sad, but luckily there is, um, there's kind of an awakening going on right now where people are really saying like, Hey, I've had enough of this. Why am I sick? Why is my, everybody in my family sick? You know, Hey, what's up with this organic stuff or, Hey, what is with this, you know, with this like gluten stuff, what's up with this wheat stuff? And, and the, why are people doing this? And it's, you know, with, I think with technology and, you know, things like what you have that your podcast, it's all about disseminating information. And, you know, I mean, I, 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 I overindulge on podcasts, actually. I love them. Um, I learn so much uh, from podcasts that, I mean, just the, the, the rate of information that, 
I'm getting is, is amazing. And, you know, a lot of my knowledge has been gleaned from podcasts. Um, you know, uh, people like Joe Rogan, Mark Hyman, uh, Andrew Huberman, uh, Paul Saladino. Those are all people who bring together other smarter people. Like I, I love Joe Rogan, but when he has comics on, I don't listen to his podcasts. When he has really, really smart neuroscientists or social scientists or, you know, Elon Musk or anybody else who's way smarter than me, I'm like, I'm listening to that. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think, so that's what I think what you're doing is awesome because you're helping people, you know, access more knowledge. And, you know, I mean, you know, it's funny because, you know, we live in the most uh, connected time ever and the most information ever available to us is available to us, but we're the loneliest, saddest, and the dumbest we've ever been as humans. <laughs> Sad but true. Yes. Something you said kind of made me rethink something. Like I've always, I shouldn't say always, but um, <laughs> like a lot of food products, it's like they'll put the gluten-free label on it. And I've always just kind of figured between that and vegan and paleo and keto and all that, like they're just marketing ploys. But the way you worded that, it's like, it, it could make be helping people as far as like, oh, like, what does this actually mean? And really kind of, rather than just going with the marketing ploy of it, really diving into like, why, you know, why is this important? Or at least for someone who likes to ask the question, why, um, just really starting to look into like, is this good for me? Is it bad for me? Why, like, why are people labeling this like this? Yeah, it's funny. Um, I uh, invested in a cannabis company and I wanted to actually make, um, I wanted to have them, you know, make a, a, a strand of weed and I wanted to call it gluten-free. <laughs> I thought that would have been funny as hell. Um, but yeah, I think, I think people are, you know, obviously, like you said, it's a ploy, it's a sales gimmick for a lot of crap. And, you know, just because it's gluten-free doesn't mean it's good for you. I mean, 100%, not even close to correct. You know, there's a, there's a, a gluten-free bakery around the corner and I, one of my clients in my program, she's a local and I walked over, I saw her there and she's buying like loaves of bread and pastries and stuff. I'm like, and I told her, I said, Hey, just cause it's gluten-free doesn't mean it's good for you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you brought up a good point about like what, you know, you have clients that eat and they're like, they have a, re, a flare up again. And uh, you'd asked earlier about like, what, why is gut health so important? Um, you know, and I'd I'd, I'd talked to you earlier about this before and, you know, gut health is important because it, it gives you, it gives your cells the information. Like when you eat something, you have to believe that it is information for every single one of the 70 trillion cells you have in your body, right? Every one of your cells is learning from that food that you put in there. It's either being nourished or it's being poisoned, right? It's either nourishing and thriving or it's being poisoned and like uh, being harmed or, or having to work harder to get all the bad stuff out, right? And so, um, you know, gut health is very, very important. And when, when you have leaky gut, my whole program, as you know, but for your, your, um, your listeners, it's, it's called the leaky gut solution. And again, because I'm one of those, why, 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 uh, I was reading a book uh, about it and I've kind of like really dove down deep in the rabbit hole of intestinal permeability, leaky gut. 
And so, um, and the reason I did my program is because I found in my integrative medicine clinic, I was drawing a, this picture over and over and over. And you can actually, uh, anybody listening, you can go to uh, Dr. Floyd's Leaky Gut Solution channel on YouTube. And it's actually the, one of the oldest videos is called Leaky Gut for Dummies, not you, haha, right? And so um, the picture was so profound. I'm, I, I, I said, I'm going to build an entire program around that. And because what happens, let's, let's say you eat something that uh, harms the brush border inside your uh, intestines, right? Like we talked about, the intestines have to, they have to keep in, let in the good and keep out the bad, right? So the, the, the brush border cells, I'll, I'll say it, it's kind of like this. Each, my palms are the cell and they have these little finger-like projections that wiggle. And because of the finger-like projections, they have... X or extra um, surface area to help nutrient absorption, right? Mm -hmm. These cells are held together by proteins called zonulin and occludins, right? So what that does is it keeps these tight and they're called tight junctions actually. And it keeps them really, really tight. So that stuff doesn't go through because what happens if they separate stuff will go through them and get into the bloodstream, which you don't want, right? So what happens is imagine like, let's say, uh, we'll say, we'll say gluten because everybody knows gluten, right? And gluten harms a lot of people. Um, wheat sensitivity is another part of gluten. It's actually gliadin. Um, but so what happened, let's just use gluten. I mean, not everybody has celiac disease. Don't get me wrong. Gluten doesn't poison everybody, but it's, it's, that's a whole nother podcast. So just on that topic. So let's say you eat gluten and what it does is it wiggles in between these cells. It breaks them apart. So this cell which was supposed to be attached to its neighbor now gets harmed, right? And it, it, it's finger-like projections shrink. Um, the um, chemical reactions inside the cell are decreased and the cell is actually uh, malfunctioning or not functioning at all, it's harmed. That cell, remember, is responsible for nutrient absorption in your body to take the stuff from what you've eaten, chewed up, gone through your stomach and turned in broken down further by acid and then put into your small intestines, those cells have to take the nutrients out of that and put it into your bloodstream. So when you have leaky gut, the first step of that is decreased nutrient absorption. Okay. That's the number one thing. And you know what? America is malnourished hundred percent. We're overfed and we're mal malnourished. Right. And this goes back to your whole program. Like if you're malnourished, how are you going to heal? right? How are you going to heal that torn ankle ligament or those broken bones in your foot, right? Or, you know, the torn groin, because, you know, that happens when people run too. So the first step of intestinal permeability leaky gut is decreased nutrient absorption. Okay. Then those, the, the, what the offending agents, let's call them poke holes in the intestine and you get uh, bad actors in the bloodstream, which are not supposed to be there. And so basically then what happens is you have all this stuff floating around in your, in your blood supply, your circulatory system that is not supposed to be there. And your immune system goes, holy guacamole, what is all this stuff? It's not good. And so imagine if you get a little sliver right in your thumb, what happens? It gets a little bit swollen. It gets a little red. It gets a little warm. A couple of days later, you can squeeze it and out pops the sliver with some pus, right? That's your immune system attacking the foreign body. So if you have all these foreign invaders in your circulatory system, what's happening? Your immune system is going to go into overdrive, right? Because now it's saying, hey, we have all of this 
terrible stuff that we don't know what to do with in the circulatory system. It's not supposed to be there. We have to go on high alert. We have to go kick its ass, right? And so it's not just, you know, right in the stomach area. It's, it's fingertip to fingertip and head to toe. It's everywhere in your body. And it's coursing through your body every day, every day, every day, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year for 25, 30, 40 years. So then your immune system goes haywire. And then you have, it creates uh, chronic inflammation. And that's what, when you get a little redness around the sliver, that's inflammation, right? And so now what we're looking at in America is everybody's malnourished and everybody's inflamed. And that combination right there leads to disastrous results. And again, applying this to your clients, you're not going to be able to heal injuries well. You're, and you're actually way more prone. I was going to say, and you can create injuries by that too. Yeah. Absolutely. So then, you know, go, let's go one step further down this path that we're on for a leaky gut and how, <clears throat> what happens is now that your immune system is completely on overdrive and high alert and it's totally overvigilant by something called molecular mimicry. Um, it's just like, it sounds it's, uh, mimicking molecules your immune system says, Hey, what about those thyroid cells? And what, what about those pancreas cells? Those look kind of like those bad invaders because your immune system's on super high alert overactive. So then it goes out and it attacks the thyroid cells or the pancreatic beta cells. And guess what you get then you get autoimmune thyroiditis and hypothyroid Hashimoto's and you get, uh, diabetes because you you're attacking the cells. And, and, and if you look at the incidence of autoimmune disease over the last 40 years, it's absolutely skyrocketed. And, you know, of course it's going to be multifactorial, uh, but you can probably chalk it up to the one thing that we all have in common, our shitty food supply. And so, you know, like you said, processed food, it's the devil. Now let's take a quick break to talk about Equip Foods. Equip Foods is a supplement line, but what I really love about them is their products are made with 100% real food products. There's no fillers, there's no chemicals, there's nothing artificial in it. So everything that you are putting into your body when you consume their products is good for you. And they don't just have the normal protein and pre-workout type supplements. They also have products for decreasing inflammation, for joint health, for circulation, for all sorts of things that just help you be an overall healthier person. So go check out everything Equip Foods has to offer at equip, E-Q-U-I-P, foods.com. And at checkout, if you use code F-I-X, 15, that is F-I-X-1-5, you can save 15% on your order. You can also get a link to Equip Foods and all my other partners at getyourfixpt.com slash partners. And now let's get back to our conversation. Could that attacking of those normal cells that the body thinks are abnormal um, also contribute to cancer or are we talking a different process there? Uh, well, I mean, cancer is a whole different thing, but what ha- cancer is um, a, a lack of um, good 
immune surveillance. We all have cancer in us all the time, right? Um, we all have cancer in us all the time. And our immune system is um, actively attacks the cancer and kills it. When you have a vibrant immune system, when you're nourished properly, when you're not um, over fatigued and over inflamed. And so if you think about it, if you are on high alert in this inflammatory zone for 15, 20 years, you're going to, you're going to wear out your immune system and it happens. And, and then cancer like rears its ugly head, you know, and, you know, just like autoimmune disease, cancer has just skyrocketed. Uh, again, it's multifactorial. Um, but the food is one of the issues that we're seeing with cancer processed foods. They, they cause cancer period. I mean, all the chemicals in our food, uh, cause cancer. They, they, they don't allow this, these systems to act properly and, um, you know, ward off the cancer and do what they're supposed to do. So, yeah. I had someone on my podcast a while back. She's like, eat lots of colors, but not the colors that have numbers on them in green ingredients list. I was like, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, I, I have actually, uh, one of the modules in my, uh, program is, um, eat the rainbow. And, you know, I, I, I took that right from IFM Institute for functional medicine, eat the rainbow, you know, try to eat uh, as many colors as you can every single day, you know, red, green, yellow, purple, white, uh, brown. But unfortunately the majority of Americans, I think they, I want, I want to say they only eat, uh, on average 12 vegetables. That's it like most of their life. Right. Yeah. Um, and they eat the majority of their food is brown and tan. Oh, and, and by the way, one of those vegetables, uh, French fries, they're considered a vegetable. Oh, I did <laughs> so, not know. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I try to eat the, the rainbow as often as possible, you know, blueberries, raspberries, um, and organic if possible, obviously. Uh, hopefully grown in America if possible, <laughs> um, which is, you know, I mean, we're not supposed to eat raspberries, blueberries, and strawberries all year though. You know, they're seasonal. They're supposed to be seasonal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but again, eating, you know, a lot of leafy green vegetables, you know, purples, uh, you can get purple cabbage, you can get purple cauliflower, you can get purple broccoli these days. Uh, the purple is the, the colors are the anthocyanins that make the color. Those are polyphenols and that help your body uh, mount an antioxidant response. I mean, this is a whole more scientific here. If you become overloaded with oxidative stress, your cells suffer, your mitochondria suffers, your energy suffers. And so when you eat more colors and more vegetables and more polyphenols and such anthocyanins, it helps get rid of those, that overload of oxidative stress and helps you improve the cellular function. So, okay. you know, and another thing I recommend, uh, tremendously is fiber. Uh, we don't get enough fiber in our, in our diets. The average American eats, uh, on average 12 to 13 grams of fiber a day. That's not nearly enough. Um, you know, we're, so, women are supposed to have 30 to 35 grams of fiber a day. And men are supposed to have 35 to 40 grams of fiber a day. It's really hard to eat that much fiber actually. 
Um, but there's a lot of benefit to fiber. It prevents colon cancer. Um, it helps get rid of, it's a, it's a detoxifier. You know, it helps you, it, it attaches to uh, toxins in your stool before you actually poop it out and it's poop. It actually helps bind it into the poop and get rid of it. it in fact, it lowers cholesterol. It binds to cholesterol and you poop it out. And so, you know, uh, fiber also feeds the microbiome, which again, that's a whole nother, you know, podcast that we could talk about. And there's, there's podcasts out there dedicated just to the microbiome. Most people don't even know what the hell the gut microbiome is. Um, you have six kilograms of bugs living in your guts. Okay. Think about that. That's 13, 14 pounds of bugs bacteria, viruses, and fungi living inside your intestines, but they're there for a reason. Uh, and we've, it's, we've, it's, it's called commensal and it's, it's not symbiotic. I don't help them. They don't help me. No, I feed them. They help me period. It's commensal. So I'm not benefiting them. They're living through us and helping us. And so you need to feed uh, the gut microbiome to maintain optimal health. And again, you, you feed it a bunch of different colors that helps as well. So, and one of the beautiful things about the gut microbiome, I'm sorry, I'm just rambling. Yeah, <laughs> you can stop me it. anytime. <laughs> no, it's great information. Um, Continue rambling. I, uh, I, I, I'm pretty passionate about it. So it's easy to, to just keep chatting. Um, but uh, the microbiome is, it, it produces when you feed it appropriately, it produces short chain fatty acids and it helps produce uh, which are essential for our healthy life. And it helps produce, you know, neurotransmitters, you know, dopamine, uh, norepinephrine, serotonin, uh, which help us maintain an optimal homeostasis, right? And so when you don't feed, when you don't eat enough of the, the rainbow and a variety of foods, your microbiome can become imbalanced and it's called dysbiosis, right? There's all, again, that's a whole different, podcast that we could talk about. I'm just kind of giving the 30,000 foot view here. Um, and they've actually done study after study after study that show, you know, you're supposed to have, you know, I think there's five different like families of bugs and in those bugs, you know, there's a thousand different types. And so what they notice is that people who eat a very small variety of food, um, one type of bug will outgrow the other, and then you become imbalanced. And so that's why you need to eat a lot of fiber. You need to eat a lot of variety of foods to have a giant zoo full of bugs in your guts. And so, you know, there's one that, uh, you know, actually a, a friend of mine is having some, you know, situational depression. And so I was looking up, um, you know, I'm interested in this again. I'm like, why, 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 How? maybe this is something here. So I looked up, uh, um, probiotics for depression and they're actually making these pills with certain probiotics to help combat depression it's pretty okay. impressive yeah it's awesome. pretty impressive and another one of these uh probiotics or it's not a probiotic it's actually a bug that lives in you it's called acromantia mucinophilia and they've noticed that people with higher concentrations of that one bug are generally leaner more athletic and healthier and have more energy. People with that decreased amount of that bug are generally heavier, you know, obese, uh, have diabetes, have low energy and have other medical problems. And so this is going to be 
you know, a whole, whole new wave of medicines coming down the road when, when this happens. In fact, I'll even tell you that they're actually, um, I know one of my GI doctor friends, you know, we, he does fecal transplants, right? And so this is weird. Uh, I don't know if your clients know this, but you could take a mouse that is, you know, depressed. I don't know how they gauge depression and anxiety in mice, but they do and feed it, uh, do a fecal transplant with a happy mouse. I don't, again, I don't know how they, <laughs> how they measure that. And then that anxiety ridden, depressed mouse will become normal and happy again. And the same thing goes with, uh, obesity. Like you can take, and they, they're, they're they're scientifically bred mice. They have different things and they knock out their microbiome, blah, blah, blah. But so you could take this mouse with like no microbiome in its gut, take the microbiome and do a fecal transplant of a fat mouse, put it in the skinny mouse and that mouse will get fat. It, I mean, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's inspiring that like, wow, we never knew that our bugs inside our guts played such a big role. So, yeah, definitely. Um, going back to the fiber dis uh, discussion a little bit, you mentioned it's hard to eat enough fiber on a, on a regular basis. Do you recommend supplementation then, or is it just because we just don't need enough vegetables? Like how do we get enough fiber for what we, what our bodies actually need? Uh, it's, it's, it's both. You can supplement. Uh, I, I tend to eat a lot of chia seeds, you know, Again, if you got a hundred doctors in a room and a hundred nutritionists in the room, and probably same thing for you, a hundred PTs in the room, you'd have 150 different opinions, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I just listened to one podcast where like, oh, vegetables are bad. And then I listened to another podcast. Oh, you got to eat more vegetables. You know, I, I do what works for me and my clients. Um, you know, and I'm, a, I'm still, I'm not ever going to be convinced that eating blueberries and kale is bad for you. But again, you know, maybe one day I'll change my mind. I'm not married to it. Um, but you know, in order to get enough fiber, you can, um, supplement, uh, uh my wife and I eat chia seeds, flax seeds. Um, if you grind up a flax seed, you get more of the omega threes out of it, but if you don't grind it up, it's a fiber, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, you know, if you want to get the real, real good, uh, omega benefit out of flax seeds, you have to grind them up and you have to grind them freshly. You can't grind them, you know, on Monday and eat them all week. You have to grind them as you eat them uh, okay. because for some reason they either become rancid or they lose their potency. Um, my wife and I also eat uh, this uh, gluten-free bread. I think it's called Argonaut. Um, it has 13 grams of fiber per slice. It's like, holy cow. Yeah, it's good. And it's good bread, uh, surprisingly. You know, I don't eat a lot of it. My wife eats more than I do, but... Um, then, you know, another thing, vegetables, 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 um, uh, you can, you can, uh, Metamucil. I mean, that's a fiber. You can, you can take that in, in a drink, put it in your smoothie, whatever you're doing. So, um, you try to eat as much as you can again, food first as usual, but then you, if you need a supplement, you need a supplement. I mean, I take handfuls of supplements as before now I do. And, but before I used to think that supplements were a waste of time, but now the more I've learned, I'm like, yeah, I need this, 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 and this to optimize my wellness. Mm -hmm. So, um, I really highly recommend though, you know, you get fiber, uh, and when you, uh, let's go back to 
fiber. Okay, so you have basically, everybody's heard of probiotics, right? Those are bacteria that you take to help get your probiotics in your gut better. Then you have prebiotics. Prebiotics are the fibers, uh, the non-insoluble fibers that actually feed the bacteria. And then you have the postbiotics. Postbiotics are the byproducts of the probiotics, like the short chain fatty acids. I was talking about the, the neurotransmitters that they make. So good prebiotics are something like, uh, you can, you can take inulin supplements. Um, you can take, you know, artichoke, you can eat artichokes. You can eat, uh, um, leeks, uh, brock or, uh, leeks. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, <laughs> It's right here, onions, garlic, um, things like that. And if you, if you just Google pro, uh, prebiotics, you'll have an entire list. And so that helps. I like, personally, I like sauerkraut. I make my own sauerkraut because it's a prebiotic and a probiotic. So the prebiotic in the cabbage that you're eating, it's the insoluble fiber. But then when it's ferment, fermenting, it makes probiotics as well. So it's a double whammy. And it's super easy to make sauerkraut or kimchi. It's ridiculously easy. And so that's how I try to, you know, maintain a good gut health is by doing that. Awesome. Question for you. How do you grind flax seeds? I've attempted before and it didn't go well. Did you use a coffee grinder? I, I'm not sure if I tried my coffee grinder. Yeah. Try that. Will work. Do it. Okay. Good to know. I will do that. Um, final question, I think for today, the, I know with your clients, you recommend a certain, certain supplements. Are there things just like any supplements that you recommend just for general health that we just can't get enough of in our normal, normal daily food intake? Uh, yeah. Uh, K2, D3, um, magnesium and zinc, uh, probably vitamin C. Um, yeah, those are probably some of the top ones right there. Uh, everybody I see, I measure, I measure levels. Everyone's magnesium deficient. Everyone's vitamin K or vitamin D deficient. Everyone's zinc deficient. Um, you know, even when you eat a good healthy diet, um, you because the food supply is so malnourished itself the soil is malnourished mm -hmm. and then they add a bunch of fertilizers on it and what that does is it binds up the minerals and vitamins so when you eat them you can't assimilate them into you and so what i recommend i definitely recommend uh k2 d3 and you got to take vitamin k2 with the vitamin d so that it activates uh osteocalcin i think it's called and um it tells your body to put the calcium in where it should be, which is your bones and your teeth. Right. Okay. And so, you know, for your clients too, uh, vitamin C is super important for healing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, if you don't have enough vitamin C, your collagen is going to, um, be, uh, decreased. Um, and so, you know, it, for you, for healing as well, you can take collagen peptides, uh, you know, scoop of collagen powder that mm -hmm. helps too for healing. Um, and then another thing I take, uh, for my gut health is, uh, glutamine. Uh, it's in one of my, um, I'm watching our little lambs and sheep <laughs> runner. It's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> I take, uh, I take a, a, a supplement called Repairvite, and it's from apex energetics. Um, and, 
it has uh, L-glutamine in it. It's got digestive enzymes in it. It's got uh, aloe vera in it, which is good for the gut. And it's also got deglycerizinated. Yes, I said that correctly. It's a deglycerizinated um, <laughs> licorice, which is really good for, uh, for gut health, uh, for stomach. If you have like GERD, you know, acid okay. reflux. Um, but for you, for your clients as well, glutamine, especially women, when you exercise, you deplete stores of glutamine, which is just an amino acid. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, one of the, and one of the test questions in the functional medicine test is, you know, uh, it's, uh, a, a, you know, 28 year old female who comes in and she runs, you know, five days a week and blah, 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 blah. You know, what supplements should she be getting and glutamine? Cause we deplete it when we exercise. And so I actually use, I use it as a, a, a post-workout drink. I get this stuff from a place called Rhino Power. He's an ex motocross racer who totally went head over heels into nutrition. And uh, I like it. It's, it's really good for me, but I also use a repair by GT for, for the um, glutamine supplementation. And, you know, one of the things I would tell you, in my program, it's, you got to remove the offending agents. Like I talked about the offending agents that go in and cause the harm of the leaky gut. And then you got to replace them with healthy agents. And so, and then that allows your body to repair. It's the same thing with your clients, right? You got to mm -hmm. offend what's doing the harm, right? You got a torn ankle, you tore it when you're running and stepped on a rock wrong or whatever. You got to stop running for a little bit. You got to let it heal. You got, and then you got to let it repair you got you to gotta do everything optimally, you know, nutrition wise to repair again, vitamin C, vitamin D, uh, you know, zinc, all that stuff helps support the immune system. The immune system helps support repair, you know, because repair is done by an inflammatory process, which is part of the immune system. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, again, it's a, our body is a wonderful system of systems. And so we need to optimize as, as much as we can. So I know that's a long rounded answer, but you know, it's a good answer though. Good answer. Well, Robert, you shared a lot of really good information today. If anyone wants more information on what you do, where can they find you? Uh, I'm right here. Um, <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> uh, you know, no matter where you go, that's where you are. Right. <laughs> Um, you know, um, I, like I said, um, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link of all my links. Um, but, uh, Dr. Floyd's leaky gut solution on YouTube. Um, the, I have a website, Dr. Floyd, uh, .org, Um, and that's drfloyd.org. Uh, then I have, uh, you can watch a webinar if, if you feel like you have resistant weight loss and need to fix the gut and, or if you're on, you know, chronic medications and you have chronic disease that you want to fix and get rid of. I, that's one of my, you know, fortes. I get people healthy, um, uh, by healing your gut. And, um, it's, uh, the webinar is, uh, trim down power slash register or leaky gut dash solution.com slash register. And you can see me on, uh, uh, Facebook at, uh, trim down power up or Dr. Floyd, uh, Dr. Robert Floyd, MD. Um, so I'm trying to, you know, kind of get all my stuff together in like one or two places and I'm actually going to hire a virtual assistant to kind of like streamline all, streamline my stuff. all that. 
Yeah. Well, in the meantime, we'll get all that in the show notes for sure. Yeah, I'll just send you, I'll send you a text with all that stuff. So perfect. Perfect. Well, uh, Robert, thank you so much for your time today. This was really informative for a lot of people, I think. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be on your show. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I know I, I, I spewed out a, just a ton of stuff. Um, you know, if you, if you have questions, you know, you can go through drfloyd.org or, you know, you can reach out to me. So I'd love to help. And, uh, you know, I know what you're doing, Bree, is awesome. You're really helping people because like all these fake phone calls that we've practiced, these sales calls. And, you know, I really mean it like, and I, I kind of joke around, yeah, I'm kind of depressed because I can't run. I get it. I, I know, I know it is people's antidepressant. And mm-hmm. so, you know, make sure, and what you're doing is getting people active again. And, you know, that's another thing I would highly recommend everybody exercise, exercise, exercise. So, Absolutely. and avoid processed food. <laughs> yes. Those two things. Cool. Yes. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode of Highly Functional and had some great takeaways from it. Now, if you are dealing with your own foot and ankle issues and would love to get back to running and racing again, I highly encourage you to check out runwithhappyfeet.com to find out what it looks like to work with me. Or if you want to do things even faster and take a deep dive into your specific situation, then book a free call with me at runwithhappyfeet.com slash book dash call. And finally, if you know someone who would benefit from the information provided today, I would love for you to share this podcast with that person. Now go out and have an awesome day.